Hello, everybody. This is Big Law. Today, I got my guy, Casey Pazaya from the Virginia Game Day Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what's going on with our Virginia basketball team with the big loss to UNC, what to look forward to going forward with Clemson in our sights. Also, the passing. We'll talk about the passing of the legend, Terry Holland. Then we'll also get a baseball update from my guy, Casey. You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, your first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On podcast network. As you guys can see, got my buddy, my boy, partner in crime, Casey Pazaya, in the house from the Virginia Game Day podcast. How you doing today, Casey? What's going on, brother? What's been going on, man? You know, we got a, we got a new week here. Time to turn the page on a disappointing weekend, mm-hmm. a disappointing road trip so to speak and we're going to come and hopefully end the season at home on a high note uh i got i got high hopes i do i really do how about you man i have eternally have high hopes but of course (laughs) but my mind you know is telling me that there's a fly in the ointment there's some some contaminated water going on you know, out yeah. in uh, Charlottesville, there's something going on that needs a quick remedy that I don't see uh, anytime soon. You know, I, I don't it's see. Like, uh huh. It's like they got the yips or something. Yes, yes, the yips is a great way to uh, to describe it. You talk about Charles Barkley and how bad his uh, his swing is, his golf swing. That's where we are. We're Charles Barkley. You know, uh, you know, in our backswing, you know, on the golf course, you know, that's what we are right now. That's what I feel like. We just, you know, uh, you ever seen that movie Life with uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can't get right. We are, yeah, we can't get right. That's who we are right now. Yeah. We're Bokeem, Bokeem Woodbine. You know, mm-hmm. we can't get right. So even though we have, you know, all kinds of talent, this is one of Tony's more talented teams you know, in, at his tenure at, at UVA, got talent yeah, I mean, all they, on the bitch. Uh-huh. They beat Baylor. They beat Illinois. They beat Michigan on the road. They took the number one team in the country, Houston. They were blowing them out to start the game. Took them down to a you know a pretty decent game, lost by eight points. And you know this team that we're seeing right now is just not the same team, obviously. But you know the fly in the ointment, like you're mentioning. It's chippies and free throws. I don't know how many times we got to say it, but it's obvious. Like that's like start there. Start by making your free throws. They missed five in a row against North Carolina, bro. Five of eleven, man. Yeah, and at one point, I think they missed five in a row. You got guys missing both free throws in it. You know, back to back, giving everyone free bacon and free whatever Pringles (laughs) at every away game. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sirloin and whatever else the hell they're trying to give away. And layups, I mean, we had a couple of spots in the first half against North Carolina, which which really hurt because when you get a steal, that's a momentum changer, right? Mm-hmm. So Beekman would pick off a pass, 
and then you know miss a layup at the other end. Not a, a, an easy layup, a contested layup, but still. And then Armand Franklin would would get a nice steal and then miss the layup at the other end. And it's just empty possessions that could be momentum changers that turn into zeros. And it's a chance to to start swinging the game, and and they're not, you know, able to do that. For me, it kind of feels like um, high school. You know, when you, you know the guys are going down and they're kind of like you know gonna not sure what kind of layup they're gonna go, you know, that they're gonna do. So they wind up stuck in the middle and doing something. You know, you know, kind of well, awkward. That's 100% not correct. Yeah, you know, you're 100 like, percent right. You know, it's like, dude, just you know, go at it. I know the guy may try to charge, but you know, at least if you or can pull it out, yeah, or, yeah, or pull it out. But but <laughs> but we're scared to do that because we're shooting. Yeah. At least for last game, we shot 25 percent from three, and what was it eight for 25 from for twos? I mean, I, I'm 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 at a loss, and then five of 11 from free throws. I pulled the numbers on the last on the last four games. Uh huh. They're shooting twenty eight percent from three point range. Uh, uh. This is a team to start the year that was shooting over forty percent. Is wait a minute? They're shooting twenty eight percent for that game or for right now? Oh, four games. All last four games. So Louisville, oh, Notre God. Dame, Boston College, and no, uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. No, I didn't. I didn't count Duke. I think I feel like <laughs> I, I said on my podcast that. The basketball gods are, are repaying us for that Duke call at the end. Oh my you know, god! They, Where was we that? We got a, a win on my podcast. I, I was saying okay. how okay. the basketball go. gods are repaying us for that win against Duke because you know they probably should have got free throws to end the to end regulation. Oh my. Yeah, it was it's just brutal, man. Watching this team, I was saying you know it started downhill six games ago. You know, it was at the top of the hill, and it started to go down hill slowly. Then it got momentum, got momentum, more speed. I said, when we lost to Boston College, it went through the ground. And now we're still <laughs> going, and the brakes, are, the, the, the wheels are too hot for the brakes to work. You know, and UNC, that loss to UNC is still on that, you know, when we went through the ground with Boston College, the next loss was UNC. How much further are we going to drop through the I surface? Know. You know, and and if you if you look all the way back, we haven't shot over forty percent from three since January, because oh, that's, that's even ugly. against even against Duke, we only shot twenty eight percent from three, and then against NC State, we only shot twenty five percent, and then in the loss mm. at Virginia Tech, we only shot thirty three percent, and then you have to go all the way back to Syracuse on the road. January 30th to find a game where we actually shot well from behind the arc. Oh my god. It's incredible. It's really incredible numbers. I was saying, you know, before that it's a concentration factor. They're not finishing on any level of scoring. They're not finishing, no. they're not concentrating on two pointers and not it's almost like, you know, it's like like baseball. You know, you got to see it through. You got to you know, follow through, see it through. Keep your concentration till you follow through and finish the task. You know. Do you think some of it is confidence at this point? It's all confidence. It's all confidence, and it's all um, concentration. You know, they're, they're not. They're not for some reason because it, all this is um, it's contagious. You know, yeah, it's very contagious, contagious, which is which means it's a lot of it's confidence and a lot of it's. Just, you know, the concentration factor is not there. They're not following through with anything. 
they're not seeing it go through the rim. You know, when you're an athlete, you know, you have to envision it really going through the rim without you have to block it. You know, they're not using their blinders really to block out everything. I think that's definitely evident when we're talking about shooting free throws, right? Yeah. Because, you know, free throw is just, you know, you, you know, you in the bucket, you know, you block out everything else, make your free throws, go through your motion, your proper motion, follow through, make the free throw. They're not doing that. They're, they're letting the outside noise get to them. Same thing, you know, when, when they're shooting threes, they're getting open threes, you know, forget about the covered ones. They're not making open threes, brother. That's right. I mean, it's been a long time. And I feel like it's all compounding, right? Like mm-hmm. they understand that it's bad. They understand they haven't been playing well. And it's kind of like, you know, when you get like that, you get tight and it could be a little bit of that, you know, not playing as freely as they once were. Mm-hmm. You know, when every, it, it's, it's sometimes it's easy to play great when everyone thinks you're great. It's hard mm-hmm. when, you know, all the, there's negativity around and you're looking in the box score and seeing your shooting percentages and you just put up an 0 for 8 or something, you know, it's tough, but you know, I have confidence that this team, Tony, these guys have played an elite that's this season. It hasn't been that long ago since they were, you know, undefeated 8 0 yeah. with a ton of great wins under their belt. Hasn't right. been that long ago that they won, eight in a row or however many it was in ACC play. So, and we got a coach who won a national championship and has had tons of success on the sideline. So at some point it's going to have to flip of these layups are going to start going in. These free throws are going to start going in. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. And I think it's, it's, it's coming. Coming back home would be a nice, you know, a nice reprieve for them. Absolutely. And now let me uh, give you something that makes you feel like home. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and the calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal was to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, Healthy is actually tasty. And as it's tasty, I mean, they're seriously tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazingly good macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get your box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk down the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a Built Bar box. 
you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're closer to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our favorite hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. So back to my brother Casey, man. So, you know, we're just talking about, you know, the basketball program, what to what to look at, where we are with it. It doesn't get any easier, even though we're going to be mm-hmm. home. Tomorrow night, they have Clemson, who needs mm-hmm. another big win. You know, yeah. them want to get themselves on track, back on track. And still, I believe they're still in the running for uh, number one in the, uh, you know, number one seed in the ACC. It may be over for you, Virginia. You know, I got so disgusted at looking at the standings. It's like everybody's there. Pittsburgh, maybe no Miami took it. Took an L, they're still there. Pittsburgh, Miami, Clemson, UVA. Yeah, they're all alive for they yeah, can finish. It, Everyone, you know, if Virginia wins out, they can be 15 and 5. And they'll need Miami to beat Pittsburgh in the last game in their last game of the season to make a three-way tie between Pittsburgh, Miami, and Virginia. Uh, Clemson obviously is, has the same record as Virginia, so tomorrow's game means a lot to both teams, right? Yeah, it does. That's going to be huge. And, uh, you know, I'd love to get the ACC regular season title, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely want to at least keep the double bye in the ACC tournament. That's and, right. You know, as bad as they've been playing, some of the – they still have the best odds to win the ACC tournament uh, per, you know, some – analytical sites that I've looked at. So they have an 18% chance right now to, to win the ACC tournament, the highest of any team in the, uh, in the, in ACC. the conference. So, in the conference. So, so, let's talk, let's talk Clemson. Um, let's talk Clemson. You know, Clemson's up next. They're the next ones on the docket. They're hungry. Do you think yes, that, um, yeah. Do you think Clemson has, run their course do you think that they're they have peaked and yeah, i know you yeah, called think, it you called it you said that you know they'll come back to the pack believe it yeah you know, they were they were 10 and 1 at one point mm-hmm. what are they they're now 10 and 1 at one point uh they're uh 13 and 5 so they okay. they've gone it crashed three three and five three and four in the last seven uh, including a loss against Louisville and a loss against Boston College. So yeah, they can beat good teams. They can lose to bad teams. You look at their makeup, and they're a lot like UVA, to be honest with you. They, they're they kind of – they're not lopsided or, or top-heavy. They play mm-hmm. good, efficient offense. They play efficient defense. And they've had games where they can't shoot at all and they get beat by teams that should not be beating them. For instance, they lost to Loyola Chicago by, like, 20. That's And it's because they shot 14% from three. So they are very much like looking in the mirror, uh, but we gotta, we're going to have them on our home floor, and um, it's a quick turnaround for us, a quick turnaround for them. I'm hoping that we can kind of – finally make the switch and finally turn the turn the page you know it reminds me of football season when i was always waiting we were always waiting on when we're going to finally turn the page when we're finally gonna you know, <laughs> right bounce back but um yeah I, I i feel like 
it's a perfect opportunity because a win against Clemson means will, would mean so much for the fan base. It would kind of let everyone breathe that sigh of relief. Like, okay, we're, we're not. Back. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. I don't know if it would make everyone feel like we're back, but it would make them, everyone feel like, okay, we can make the Sweet Sixteen. We can we can win a game or two in an NCAA tournament and not, you know, have an embarrassing uh, show. We got like, it right out now, of our system, right? We yeah, got, got it out, out of our system. Of our system. All right, now get back to business, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, you know, I'm just very, very worried that, and and this is this is, you know, a good thing and a bad thing, but it's been mostly good. You know, there was a saying in one of my favorite plays. It's called uh, it was called fences. One of the statements was, "You got to take oh, the fences. crooked." Okay, you got to take the crooked yeah. with the straights, right? And, and sometimes when Tony is in his, you know, is in his zone. And he's like, I'm not changing. You know, I'm sticking with this. You know, it's almost like that small ball has been figured out. You know, as of right now. The, the, the small ball thing that they've been figuring out. And I don't know if he doesn't want to pull Bennett, you know, just because it's kind of a respect thing. I, I know, honestly. I, I, I've got I've got theories. I don't even know if I want to go public with them. But I mean, I'm like... I, <laughs> I mean, you, you can you can say what you got to yeah. say, man. I, mean, I, I just, sometimes it makes me feel like I'm like he does give BVP a little bit of a longer leash than I like with the viewer okay. is looking at. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't that feel like that, right? It does. It does. And uh, you know they obviously have a history, and um, but I, at this point, I would like to see a little bit more Caden Shedrick and Ryan Dunn. I mean, if Ben is going to shoot the way he's shooting, I'd rather have Ryan Dunn take those shots because Ryan Dunn's a better defender. Ryan Dunn is a is a is a shutdown defender. The thing about this yeah. is, thing about this is, I, I made the bold statement yesterday on the show. I said, "Why don't we do the two for two? We got to swap it." And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we go with take out Amon Franklin and BVP okay. put put in. Caden uh, Cedric and Ryan Dunn. All of a sudden, you know, you have two defensive skewed players. Tony has to get back to some of those basics now. The offense has run its course. This specialty offense for defense thing, they're not doing it good anymore. And, and Tony needs to you. get back to what he does best, which is coach defense. Coaches offense well, too. But mm-hmm. our bread is buttered on the defensive end. Get those defensive players back in the game, and not saying that you totally swap the minutes, but maybe go 50-50, you know, on the Dunn and Caden, you know, with the BVP and Armand. Because Armand is almost, I mean, he plays good, you know, some decent defense. But if he's not shooting, it's a waste because he can't rebound like Ryan can. He's not going to defend like Ryan can. You know, the defense turns into offense when Ryan Dunn is on, feel the, like, on the field. On the I court. feel like with Armand, you know quick. Like, sometimes he splashes down a few shots within the first 10 minutes of the game, and you're like, all right, this is going to be one of those games for Armand. And then sometimes when it's not there, it's not there. Uh, but, you know, it, there, there's been a lot of blame to be spread around. Uh, Reese Beekman hasn't been as explosive as he was earlier in the season. Kihei Clark, and he's probably my favorite player. He's he's had back to back games that I thought have been uh, 
underachieving games. He's trying to do too know. much, in my opinion. I think that he feels the pressure. And, you know, he's been he, – sure. he's he's driving into six teners, you know, seven-footers, six, six, ten guys, six, eight guys. I mean, they're just – you know, I, I want to say he's been blocked more times, you know, during this little stretch of four games, and I can't remember. But he's – I think he's pressing. You know, he knows that yeah. they, we're not shooting from deep, so he's just trying to get in the paint. Now, he did well, you know, six games ago, five games ago, getting to the bucket, but that was because mm-hmm. everything was spread out, and he could beat his man one-on-one with the open lane. Now the teams are just packing the fudge. They're just staying packing. in the lane. <laughs> and, and when they're getting the layups, they're not making the layups. So it's like they're, you're not Ooh. keeping them honest. You know, you're That's not right. keeping them honest. That's right, because we're not making them. Okay. Not for nothing, Isaac. You know, Isaac is another player who I'm like so high on him, but he's I look he's like three for his last thirteen or something. He's had the, a real the rough play. Goal of shooting the ball too, so it's the kind play. of everywhere. <laughs> like we've talked about, everyone's yeah. got a. Jaden's really the only guy who's been like shot the ball pretty consistently during this right. nasty stretch of ours. That's right. Thirteen all you know ACC pre ACC. You know, preseason ACC up 13, most consistent score last year. Doesn't surprise me. And, and he's mm-hmm. actually been playing out of his mind. What do you have, 19 and 12? Uh, well, but when game. we're leaning on him, that's when you know our offense is oh, we're gone to. <laughs> we're struggling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Jaden, like, no offense to Jaden, but that's just kind of the last resort of, like, our best option when nothing else is working. True. Very true. So let's talk about Terry Holland, man. Uh, UVA um, community lost a legend. Uh, Coach Terry Holland passes away, yeah. uh, I believe, yesterday. And um, just sad. You know, you're talking about a legend, someone who has really, in my opinion, really anointed, you know, based off of what he did. And I know Ralph had a lot to do with this, but it deemed UVA a basketball school, really. Yeah. It, it, it anointed UVA a basketball school. How some schools are anointed certain things, you know, Alabama's a football school. LSU, football school. Texas, a track school plus football, you know. UVA, basketball school. Carolina, basketball. Duke, basketball. So this was the man who, who really gave that mantle to the uh, University of Virginia. And to lose him, it's just a uh, – it's just sad. Um but, you know, his legend will live on in uh, Carolina lore, I mean, excuse me, in Virginia lore. And, you know, those games against Carolina, Duke, and all those things, you know, really came about with him coaching, really, in my opinion, where UVA decided, you know, that they could punch back. You know, the talent was there with Ralph and all those classic games, you know, absolute classic games. I mean, uh, what would you like to say about Coach Holland? Um well, no. well, Coach, obviously, like you said, he kind of brought, brought Virginia to prominence. He he walked so Tony Bennett could run, you know? Yeah. He kind of laid the groundwork for that and, and gave us the yeah. basketball school. Jeff title. Jones, too. Jeff Jones yeah. had a so decent these, run. And that's a good point that you make there because a lot of what uh, Terry Holland did was develop the pipeline, right? So mm-hmm. many of his players have gone on to coach. So many of his assistant coaches have gone on to be head coaches. You look at uh, Stokes and Larinaga. Jim Larinaga brought George Mason to a Final Four. He's got a great team at Miami right now and has for a while. 
uh, Dave Odom coached at Wake Forest, mm-hmm. Craig Littlepage, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Seth Greenberg. So many of his assistants have, have gone on to do um, wow. great things in the coaching ranks. And, you know, if you just look at Coach Holland's record at UVA, it's crazy. I mean, he, he so many teams to the tournament, Elite Eights, Final Fours, just as decorated as decorated could get. And Alzheimer's sucks. You know, I know he's been so he'd suffered with it for a while. And yeah. I, I had a chance to meet his wife not too long ago. And, and she was all broken up about seeing such a powerful guy and such a, you know, vibrant, imposing man. He was a big coach. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of what it, what the disease does to you. So, I mean, definitely in a better place now because he was, he was, it seemed like he was suffering for a long time. And yeah. Uh, but his legend won't be forgotten around Virginia and everyone's grateful for what he's done. That's right. Condolences go out to his family and the UVA community, our community. And, yeah. uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, turn it around in, you know, in his, uh, in his honor, you never know. I mean, I've, you know, tomorrow I wish I could be there. I got to work, uh, my, my, my day job. I wish I could be there because you know, they're going to do something very special. For sure. him, I, I will be there Saturday. You gonna be there Saturday? Uh, against Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be there. Okay. All right. They, well, uh, I'm gonna be there, and uh, you know, I don't know if they do it tonight or tomorrow or, or Saturday night. Probably tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do as far as a tribute. But condolences yeah, to Coach the Holland Bennett family. Patched, Coach Bennett had just passed him for the the lead and all time wins at UVA. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if you know maybe Coach Bennett said some words at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they may have some. They may have a patch or something yeah. on, you know, on their, you know, on their gear or on their sweats or something commemorating, you know, uh, how, how mm-hmm. great he was to the, uh, you know, in remembrance of Coach Holland. But um, yeah. God bless his, uh, his legacy uh, and his family. Sure. But uh, but let's keep rocking, brother. So we get talked about basketball. What's going on mm-hmm. with the team? So, uh, but before we get to the basketball. We got to thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Making sh- make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So, yes, brother, this is your time. This is Casey at the plate. This is my buddy. Doing his baseball thing for us with us, so looks like the team has that explosion factor. It's been, you know, were they this explosive? I gotta ask you this. You can probably answer this for me. Were they this mm-hmm. explosive at this part of the season last year? Yeah, yeah, they were. Okay, last year, right. last year was very same similar. part of the year beginning. It, yeah, same part of, okay. and, and their issue last year was that they started off so hot. But then by the end of the year, they had kind of fizzled off. And I think they were, I mean, I mean, look, yeah, they didn't lose a game for a long time last year. They were maybe like 13 and 0 or something like that mm-hmm. to start the season. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, they're playing better competition early mm-hmm. this year. Okay. Uh, Columbia might not sound like a, a great baseball school, but. In terms of rankings, they were they're a top 100 team, and we we swept them. You know, they beat Ohio, who's 
in the top 75 in the RPI, and we beat them. So off to a 7-0 start. Our sticks are are banging. 24 <laughs> runs against Navy, 26 against Longwood. You know, the last game against Columbia on Sunday, it was 0-0, and then we explode for nine runs. In the <laughs> and they, they lit a firecracker. Yeah. The team is dangerous all over the field. I mean, we got seven guys hitting over 300, mm. which is like, you know, hitting 300 gets you to the Hall of Fame. We got every one of our players basically is, is hitting 300 right now. And, and like I mentioned, the, the pitching has been there. All guys who came in, transfers mm-hmm. from other schools. Right. Uh, but, you know, they came in, you're not sure if they're going to be able to do it at the ACC level. And they've come in and have done that so far. You know, we got um, Jack O'Connor. He's a first year freshman. He's got two starts, hasn't allowed an earned run yet. Uh, Brian Edgington from Elon, two starts, uh, sub three ERA. Nick Parker from Coastal Carolina, two starts, 3.27 ERA. So, the starting pitching's there. The sticks are there. The leather's there. It's just a matter of got to keep that all rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Last year we had it early, and we kind of once ACC play kind of got sporadic there, and we didn't have as deep as a run as as we thought we would have had. But uh, I'm confident, and I think the fans are confident in this team too. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to seeing with this team. Remember, we're trying to get to Omaha, man. You that's and me, right. Brother. That's right. We just, we trying to get look wherever is the uh, they're gonna play at Greensboro. Where where are they gonna play? Or no, Charlotte. They're what playing the, the the tournaments in Charlotte? But the, the post game, isn't it in Charlotte? The, the ACC post-game? tournament or yeah, we're baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ACC in tournament is in Charlotte. Yeah. So maybe Truist we go to field. Charlotte, right? Okay. You know, Charlotte summertime. Nice, yeah, nice yeah. and warm. Carolina weather, beautiful. That's right. And then maybe. You know, we can get to Omaha. Omaha. Yeah, maybe we can start setting that up. But, yeah, Yeah, man. that's a party. I mean, Omaha, like from what I've seen, getting to Omaha is just a celebration of baseball as much as going I've never to the Forest is a celebration of college basketball. Uh, you know, it's you got to do it at least one time, and I've never been to Omaha. so it's Me neither, man. That's what I'm saying. I, I got to get there. We got to get there. But is there anything else you want to smoke alarm say? going off. Oh, is it? Yeah, my wife's cooking upstairs. Uh, No, I'm good, man. Go who's Sorry about the smoke alarm. It's all good, brother. It's all good. (laughs) But we want to thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On Virginia basketball available on youtube wherever you get your podcast thank you brother casey and uh we'll see you tomorrow if you want to do something tomorrow uh for that for that uh clemson game let me know and i know you're going to the game tomorrow as well yeah okay all right beautiful all right buddy thank you brother and we'll talk